Hello, welcome to Dirtcast, Jezebel's welcome. Jezebel's, in my opinion, Jezebel's most important podcast. Hosted I mean, by definitely our most important pop culture podcast. <laughs> yeah, hosted by myself, Bobby Finger, and Madeline Davies. Um, this is a special episode. Bobby. It's a very special episode because it's our pre-Oscars episode. We're pre-Oscars special, and we have a special guest, a celestially special guest, celestial, celestially special guest. Yeah, Rebecca Gordon. Rebecca Gordon, like an acclaimed astrologer, mm-hmm. is coming to give us like the star dirt on the stars. Yeah, uh, the the overall charts, the celestial yeah. charts, astrological charts of the famous people. So whenever I look for trends that are either in music or film and art, I look to the planet Neptune. Before we get into that whole scene, we're just going to talk about the Oscars. Generally, because Maddie and I have opinions on everything. And as before you know. we get into that, I want to say, Bobby, how what? are you? I don't. How else do I explain myself right now? I think I'm just fine. You're just fine. That's, That's okay. It. You can just be fine. How are you? I am. I know you're probably um, excited. I'm excited. You're I have the next. Go on, I'm going on a vacation. I'm going on a little vacation. Vacay time. Um, so if you see anyone who looks like your favorite podcast, <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing okay. As I told you when I walked into the studio, I'm a little freaked out because I caught my reflection in a store window and realized I'm I'm dressed exactly like Billy Joel, circa Uptown Girl, <laughs> but like sloppy Billy Joel. I didn't think that until you said it. However, when you said it, I was like, that's Billy Joel. <laughs> that <laughs> there is, is Billy, Billy Joel. Joel outfit, yeah. But you're not even Uptown. We're downtown. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm a... You're downtown girl. I'm downtown girl. You're the you're the you're like the bizarro Billy Joel. Okay, yeah, you're proving your point. Yes. Yeah, I'm, you are the yeah. bizarro Billy Joel. Thank you. That's all I ever wanted, really. <laughs> I do like Billy Joel. I love my wine uh, to a point that might ooh. be dangerous. <laughs> just just don't drink wine on the Long Island Expressway. I will do, do my best. Do us all a favor and don't um, do that. I will never actually drive a car if it's up to me. So speaking of fashion, I don't know if you ever pay attention to my legwear, Madeline. I mean, I do. I'm wearing light-washed blue jeans today Bobby. for maybe the first time in my life. I just bought a new pair of Levi's. They're the right size. They I'm look very great. Happy. They Thank look you. great. I feel a little weird because I don't normally wear this shade of blue. I know. I just started making that move as well. And I feel sort of thrilled by it. I, I, I'm thrilled for you. I'm going to start watching again. the new. I'm going to start watching the Jennifer Lopez Ray Liotta show Shades of Blue because I'm so excited about my pants. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea what that show is about. I, maybe it's about jeans. It's definitely <laughs> about jeans. Let's talk about the Oscars. Let's talk about the Academy Awards, which are in uh, this upcoming Wednesday, Sunday. Sunday. There are so many problems with the Oscars. They're just, yes. the Oscars are terrible. The Oscars are worthless. In a lot of ways, they're not worthless because they do sort of shape the industry for better or worse. So there are a lot of- Usually for worse. Usually for worse. But there's an opportunity there for uh, a positive reshaping of the industry. Sure. So I think like optimistically, it's it's the Oscars can be fun. Right. But I think just generally, it's just, if you like movies, it's hard to ignore the fact that it's it's fun. Yeah, it, and it's it's, a ga- it's also just as a game. Even if you don't care who wins, just a guess. It's a fun guessing game to kind of like use what you know about the industry and movies and precedent yeah. to guess who's going to win and who deserves it. And I'm definitely mostly in it for like the gossip. 
and I'm in it for the clothes. And the clothes. Which one of my biggest pet peeves is when women get very upset about uh, being asked, who are you wearing? Mm -hmm. All right, before I let you go, who are you wearing this evening? And partially that's because they are getting these dresses for free. Right. And it's just like, you better advertise Mm -hmm. that, you know, Alexander Wang or whatever you're wearing because you're getting it for free. Mm -hmm. Also, none of us are watching this show to like, I, I don't know. I'm not like desperate to hear who I don't know uh, Emma Stone Emma Stone's thoughts on immigration policy on immigration policy I don't care either I mean and it's not like she's not allowed to have them mm-hmm. it's just like not her expertise and I would mm-hmm. rather listen to someone who is you know an expert mm-hmm. in immigration policy talking about that absolutely have you noticed since that sort of campaign got started did you watch the Grammys you weren't you didn't watch the Grammys no the Julian Arancic and the lot on on E they bury the who are you wearing question, I would say, in 80% of the cases. They would they would start with, you know, oh, this role, oh, this movie, da-da-da. But then at the end, it was it was the final question in most cases where she would be like, and we got to ask, who are you wearing? <laughs> and, like, they obviously had their line because they have to say it. Right, like, as they, they should. Like, they have to do it. But it's just, like, it's it's funny that they they tried to make it seem less important when it's, like, we all know, like we all just want to know what the fuck Nicole Kidman is wearing. Right. You don't have to do this. Yes. Just, like, pretending that this is not – you're on a show called Fashion Police. Right. Like, <laughs> and also just, like, the whole thing of, like, oh, you don't ask men what they're wearing. And it's, like, that's because men's clothes are mostly boring. Yeah. You ask Rami Malek what he's wearing because he's wearing something cool. Like, right. You, you might ask, ask Chance like, the Rapper yeah. what he's wearing because he's wearing something cool. Or, like, Pharrell, who shows up wearing, like, shorts to the Oscars. You're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to know. Or, what like, about that hat? Eddie Redmayne is always very good at, like, wearing, like, textures Ra- oh, and patterns. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, like, I'm curious about that, yeah. but I don't... I'm not going to ask Matt Damon, like, what brand of black tux he's wearing. He's like, oh, you know? a men's warehouse? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that Brian Seacrest has a his own line, you know, of menswear. And he was wearing it at the Grammys. And I thought, you know, I like it. He was wearing, like, a gold. It's It was gold. People kept calling it champagne. It was okay. gold. But he was wearing a gold blazer, some black tuxedo pants. And I thought, that's kind of cool. At least he's shaking it up. Yeah. I just can't stand the black tuxedos. No, all the time. I mean, again, it's I don't want to hear about so it. So boring. I don't want to see them on camera. Yeah. So get the out point of, is, get out of my the Oscars TV. Are, the Oscars are exciting. Yes, they're exciting until they start. Until they start, and then and then you watch because you want you want the gaffes and you want this the unscripted. You want Adele Dazim. Love the gaffes. You want Adele Dazim. You want people to <laughs> be played Dazeem. off by the mic. You want like the really sad moments where. Two people win for best documentary and only one of them gets to talk right. or something. And it's like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why they're fun to watch. And yeah. you want the themed food. I haven't planned my themed menu yet, Maddie. Oh, my God. This is I'm usually I'm, way ahead of it. I'm worried. I'm worried for you. Are you still going to be on vacation or are you going to be back? Um, I will be back. I'll be, back, be back for the Oscars. So you're going to watch them? Hell yeah. <sighs> what was your favorite of the of the nine Best Picture nominees. nominees. The nine. This is not going to surprise anybody, but I finally watched Moonlight a couple weeks ago, and I was, like, floored by Mm -hmm. how gorgeous it was. Even, like, you could have – I could have turned off the sound, and I think I would have, like, cried based on how beautifully it was shot. (laughs) I think that's my favorite as well. What's your least favorite? Because I have a least favorite. I know what Tell me what your least favorite is. I guess I don't know what my least favorite is. I don't want La 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 Land to win Mm -hmm. (laughs) just because I don't really like kind of what it's grown into, Mm -hmm. which it's unfair to like punish this movie for like, yeah, for its reception. But it just has been like so overrated that it's like, I don't know. It's like if you have like a 
a kid in your class who's like decent and like does okay, but suddenly like really uh, gets popular for some reason <laughs> that you don't really understand. Like you're like, I know this makes me kind of a shitty person, but I sort of just like want to see them fail a little yeah. bit. And and even if <laughs> maybe, Land... maybe most people did not feel that way <laughs> about like <laughs> their pleasant classmates. <laughs> even if La La Land doesn't win the Oscar, that's not a failure for it because it's no. already everyone involved is going to be is it's already successful and can, will continue becoming more and more successful but i will i wanted to point out since you didn't watch the grammys you didn't see the most obnoxious commercial they showed every other every third commercial break and it was for la la land and it was like you know one of the very like oscar baity ones with pull quotes and ads and stars mm-hmm. and da 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 and it's only like 15 seconds long but at the end, or it's either at the end or the beginning. It's the it's punctuation, and it says, "Even if you've seen it, see it again." And I was like, "No, that's right. great. That's such an absurd ask of moviegoers. Even like, if you like, just also, keep going. Yeah. And it's so shameless. Where it's like, we need more people talking about this. We need to make sure it wins. Come and on. Going to see a movie is expensive. So it's expensive, especially in New York City. Am I right? Or in La La Land. <laughs> I will say to La Land's credit. Strike me dead if I ever say that again. But to La La Land's credit, oh, that's second time. Um, <laughs> uh, Bobby just if, died. It is occasionally, I will not say wholly, but it is occasionally like visually pretty cool. Yeah, I um, I will actually go as far as to say I'll call it a visual delight. It's a visual delight. Yeah. Boring songs. Yes. People who can't really sing and dance, singing and dancing for a while. Sure. <laughs> oh, no. Is this the start of something wonderful new? Or one more dream that I cannot make true? And an ending that I love. There's like a, not to spoil it, although who cares? There's like a sort of an epilogue to yes. it that's really, really beautiful. But the, like, the actual narrative ending is stupid. And I hated the ending. I mean, you are um, you're in my brain right now. Yeah. I mean, one thing I'll say that shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get, out, get, out, get out of my head. Um, yeah. I also liked Arrival a lot. Mm, I mm. was shocked that I really loved Jackie, and I didn't think Same. I would love it. Same. And I really hope it wins for screenplay because I think that it was just so creatively really shaped. unique. Yeah. yeah. Remember the first clip of Jackie where everyone was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Whenever it came out. <laughs> yeah. And going into that movie, it's there's sort of a learning curve to get used to Jackie. But by all accounts, she's doing a pretty spot on Jackie Kennedy. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman now. was. But once you sort of fall into that movie, which doesn't take long, it's like just a really sort of eerie and like rapturous, like mm-hmm. beautiful thing. And it's like more about tragedy and grief than I expected it to be. Right. And it's just really like really really unique it's a biopic but not like a typical biopic yeah i was so surprised and i was so taken by it did you see hell or high water i loved hell or high water Water. um it's a very masculine movie so mad there's like two women in it and and like one gets like slapped immediately (laughs) one gets slapped and one gets gets her like vagina grabbed one is one gets slapped one gets her vagina grabbed one is like just a crotchety old lady who is just meant to be comic relief oh yeah so it's like to be fair, great comic relief. She was amazing. She was amazing. It was like this 150-year-old woman who's a waitress in one scene, and she's wonderful. But it's despite all of that, 
it's that's a hell of a movie. I loved it. I it's like a modern western. I'm oh, on board. As a Texan also. Yeah. Love a love a Texas set movie. Definitely. I'm not as uh on top of the Oscar game as a lot of people are, like in terms of predicting. Well, it's I get good very, that we're both on this podcast. I get very <laughs> two non-experts. I, I get very passionate about it, but mm. I'm not necessarily like taking a lot of things into consideration, like the critical climate and like precedent. But in my mind, I think the the front runner is still La La Land. Mm-hmm. But I think the toss up could act could be Hidden Figures or Moonlight. I think people are so into Hidden Figures lately, and I think the voters may just want it to win because it's just such a like how happy would everyone be if Hidden, if Hidden Figures won? Right. It would be great. It'd be a great surprise. And I think the Oscars. I think I might be giving them too too much credit. I though. think you are. I'm giving them too much credit, but in my mind, I'm like, don't you want to just make people happy with your decision? You know? Yes. Like, I mean, and, I think... and, and it's not even. It's it doesn't even really speak poorly on yourself as a voter because it's like this is a good move. Like this is no. these are the movies that are going to be memorable. Also, I think La La Land might suffer a little bit from its initial success mm-hmm. in that I think people felt like really over like an oversaturation about it where I could see like after it like swept the globes or swept these other things like I could see people voting and being like you know it's had its moment we've had enough of this it won <laughs> like 70 golden globes so yeah okay so now we're going to talk about this sort of dirty underbelly of the Oscars underneath all of the glitz and the glamour and the I can't even think of a designer Alexander McQueen sure that's great he's dead but he's he's dead but but his fashion house house lives on Uh, (laughs) there is something really interesting about the Oscars and that is the gift bags and now they used to be sanctioned by the Academy and then they got in trouble so they had to discontinue the nominee (laughs) gift bag because there was a whole I'm no accountant listen but there was a whole tax issue and there was a problem with them giving things away to people and them not having to pay taxes. So the Academy said, you know what? We're going to stop doing this. Yeah. But then, we wash our little golden hands of it. Because capitalism is so, is so beautiful. <laughs> a company came in and was like, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and they went absolutely bonkers yes. with this job. It was like, these aren't just gift bags. They are salaries. Yeah. They are <laughs> worth like between... A hundred and sixty thousand and like one hundred eighty thousand dollars. And if you think, who needs merchandise of this much worth? Who needs it the most? People who were making. Who needs it? Movie stars. Movie stars. Movie stars people need who it. never get anything for free. It's just like people who are always just begging for just one handout, one please. And like these are things like vacations in Lake Como. Yeah. Which is where George Clooney and Amal Clooney lit one of the many places George Clooney I mean, and Amal Clooney I will Clooney say, lit. like, I think it, of, like, all the appeal of Lake Como, mm-hmm. that's low on the list. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful it's place. It's part of the view. It's not the main view. No. Uh, last year there was a – or was it this year or last year, Maddie? There was a – like a 10-day trip to Israel. It's And also, um, again, for people who get flown all over the world anyway and yeah. um, who – don't really like need these these no. things, but also um, I don't know. One thing you post pointed out though is that 
the Lake Como house, it's just one house. And so, like, these celebrities <laughs> have to, like, juggle who gets it, like yeah. a timeshare. Yeah, you were calling it a timeshare earlier. That's really funny because it's just, like, imagine Natalie Portman and Emma Stone and Viola Davis all wanting to go to Lake Como on be like, oh, June, June yeah. 12th. And it's like, mm, right? Ugh. Oh, sorry. Actually, Natalie Portman has it. Right? <laughs> it's like, God. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were like, Brie Larson is actually oh, booked Brie for Larson. that week. Uh, uh, wasn't even nominated this year. Yeah, oh, she she managed to get a she managed to get a gift bag. It's all. But, I mean, well, so they say that like initially these bags were meant to be like sort of a consolation prize mm-hmm. for for the losers, <laughs> um, and now even the winners get them too. And it's just like a marketing thing because. Basically, like these companies get to brag that these celebrities like have touched their products, basically, because they hand deliver them to the celebrities' homes, like yes. in several, you know, trunks. God, we should get one of those delivery Just people. So on much the show. crap. So I guess they can say owned by, as, as used by. Yeah. I mean, I guess you'd have to, it's legally questionable when you get around it, but if you can say that you've given. Mahershala Ali, this particular tube of chapstick, which is in there, like yeah. that's that sort of increases your brand value, I guess, right? Yeah, like, well, and like they were saying, <gasps> like a lot of people it. donate them. Uh, apparently, only like one person has ever uh, turned it down completely, and that was Sandra O, oh, which I, for some reason, I I love that. I don't yeah, know. I like it. But uh, yeah. what, what was what was the there was something in it last year that was really funny. I was looking at the list. Uh, there was some crazy little, shit in it last little, year. Uh, perspiration pads for under your arms I thought were really funny. A vape? They got a vape? They got a $250 vape last year? I want that. Those, those Californians love to vape openly, too. Just they love to have, like, like, a fashionable fashionable vape. vape. I don't know. Like, that's a hard... Fashionable vape. <laughs> you want to hear Lauren Bacall say fashionable vape? Well, too bad she's dead, but, <laughs> or you know. Emma Stone as Lauren Bacall. <laughs> Quartz did, like, a really good price breakdown of, like, all the stuff that was in the 2015 gift bag. Um, Spill it. So $300 worth of personalized M&Ms. <laughs> and I have to say, as someone whose name starts with an M, all M&Ms are personalized. I wonder if you get to choose the, the personalization or if it's like, well, it's just going to say, you know, Madeline Davies on it. Just really tiny. Yeah. Could you say like, could you put something bulger and they'll just yeah, have like, to do it. But <laughs> um, a year's worth of Audi car rentals worth $45,000. But again, these people like all have nice cars. And drivers. Um, Yeah, right. Tribute video services, which means like. <laughs> Tribute video services? Like when someone dies? Like, yeah, I'm thinking, is that, is that death? Do they get um, the guy who does the, the Oscars in memoriam segment to do it freelance for, for anyone who wants it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you guys need a like tribute the na- video? Our, our neighbor, Carl, who died after a long, successful life at 91. Uh, and here's his tribute video. Aw. Done by, you know, Greg at the Oscars. With like a Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin under, undertone. <laughs> Done by Greg at please, the Oscars. Like hold applause until the end, please. Um, hydroxy, hydroxy cut gummies. <laughs> a scam? No gift bag is complete without a scam. Yeah. So yeah. a weight loss scam that... Um, <laughs> is like known to literally make people shit themselves. <laughs> so that's like when you think about when you get jealous of like a glamorous celebrity, just imagine them shitting their pants because of the weight loss gummies that they've been eating. That's the new that's the new imagine them naked. Yeah, right. Imagine them shitting yeah, their pants. While you're on stage looking out, imagine everyone shitting their pants. One of the crazier things I have is a vampire breast lift worth nineteen hundred dollars. Is that the blood? 
So yeah, so that means that they basically um, inject your own blood into your titties. Um <laughs> And that makes them plumper or something. But that must be temporary, right? Like a Botoxy. Yes, fix. I think so. It's also like they might just like smear your own plasma all over you because it's supposed to be good for your skin. But the I think... blood put just pooling there—that's really creepy. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Seem, that just seems wrong. I understand that the sort of fat movements, because like your body has places for fat, and yeah. the skin expands when there's more fat in it. I mean, but I blood... would imagine that they're not just like. But you're stabbing a syringe in there. But are you making the vessels themselves bigger? I guess that's what's confusing. It, what doesn't sound good. It Again, doesn't sound I'm good. Not a, what am I not? I'm not an accountant. I'm not an Oscars expert. And I'm not a doctor. I mean, like, rather than speculating, I could just read to you what they are. So a vampire breast lift uses blood-derived growth factors to revive rounder cleavage. Blood-derived growth factors. Doesn't, doesn't really help me. Website. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. If you are creepy. Shailene Woodley and you've lost an Oscar, I'm sure it's like a huge consolation for them to be like, yeah, but guess what? You can get this disgusting, terrifying breast lift. And don't they, they give them out after the show. Yeah. Right. So it's the day after the show they get delivered. Yeah. So you don't, you're not getting them before. It's not like a pre-show thing. You want it. You want it. Right. It's really for the losers. Right. So it's just like, hey, maybe it's because of. Them things. Them things in your chest. Also, what kind of consolation? Here's $160,000 worth of stuff. You know what? The richer just keep getting richer <laughs> and the poorer keep getting poorer. Next, I'm going to leave the studio. What? I'm going to leave it, Maddie. No. I'm going to go into the sun. I'm going to put on some SPF 50. Yeah, put on some sunscreen. I'm going to go into New York's Union Square. Ever heard of it? And I'm going to talk <laughs> to of one of the many lovely strangers, tourists, you residents. Say, you say lovely strangers. I say the peasant people. <laughs> the peasant. The plebes outside. And uh, I'm going to have some chats with them about this year's Oscars. See what they've seen. See what they haven't. See what they like. See what they don't. And um, maybe... They'll talk to me. Maybe they will tell me to get out of their face. I don't know. I am so relieved not to be doing this because <laughs> even thinking about it, my social anxiety like can't be contained in this room. Oh, mine is through the roof, but I'm pretending that it's fine. And you do it for the people. Mm -hmm. Let's go out there and see what they have to say. I'm here in uh, Union Square right now, New York's lovely Union Square on a beautiful winter day. I'm here with uh, show producer Levi Sharp, and we're going to walk around and see if we can find friendly looking people. How are you, how are you feeling? Uh, nervous, anxious, horrified. Hi. Um, if I'm interrupting you at any point, just tell me to leave. Um, I'm a writer at the website Jezebel, um, and we're doing a podcast on Oscar nominees. And I wanted to go around and see, like, how many people have seen the actual Oscar nominees this this year. I'm sorry, I've been out of the loop. You haven't seen any? No. Okay, have you seen any, Do you, to the best of your I knowledge? I don't even know who the Oscar nominees are. <laughs> Did you even know they were this weekend? No. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, that's actually perfect. That's oh, okay. what I was assuming. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. A lot of uh, people, like 55% of Americans, have not seen a single Best Picture nominee, which makes sense. Because they're usually, like, the smaller oscar baity things that only get limited releases at first. Those two are in the middle of a business meeting. Let's break it up. Let's break up the business meeting. Break, this is important. We, this is really the, important. I feel like those those two would say something like, I could buy and sell you. 
<laughs> they looked like they were important finance men. Um, the chairs make me nervous. That means if they're sitting down, it means they can't get away as fast. <laughs> um, the, that, the, the, that couple? Cool. Um, so first of all, what's your name? Shamira. Shamira. And what's your name? Nika. Nika. Hi, I'm Bobby. And this is Hi. my producer, Levi. Hello. Um, so, first of all, did you know the Oscars were this Sunday? No. No? <laughs> I'm sorry. No? No, no that's totally cool. No. Uh, do you know who's hosting the Oscars? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I heard, I heard no, I am. No, no, you heard his name. So you knew it was a guy? Yes. But you have no idea no what idea. guy this is. No. Okay. Who is it? It's Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. Does that ring a bell? Oh, my God. I thought it was Justin Bieber. <laughs> I mean, I would be more fun. <laughs> didn't he? Didn't he host something else recently, though? He, I have no idea. <laughs> Why did we not? Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Okay, so Jimmy Kimmel. Mm -hmm. Have, to the best of your knowledge, have you seen any Oscar nominees for Best Picture? No. no? I don't know anything about it. D do you know that La La Land is like the front runner? Yeah, for the Oscar? I heard about You're that. You're familiar. Yeah, I heard, you heard about, about that. It, but you haven't yeah. seen it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Um, have you seen? Hacksaw Ridge. Have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? Is that a horror, though? That sounds interesting. Sounds like a horror? No. But Mel Gibson directed it so close. Oh. And some people consider him a horror. <laughs> yes, so consider I guess, horror, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll give you that one. Okay. So I'm going to end this. I'll get you, let you get back to your lunch. Do you have, are you going to watch the Oscars on Sunday? No. No. Probably not. No. <laughs> I'm also working. No. Yeah. <laughs> I work. Okay, cool. Well, thanks a lot. My first question is, did you know the Oscars are this week? Nope. No. no, no, not at all. Do yeah, I? I just found out from you. No, exactly. <laughs> great, great. Um, do you know who is hosting this year? Nope. No. No. Do you? No. Who is hosting? <laughs> Wait, let me guess. Okay, come on. Uh, it's not John Cena. No. No. No, I forget. Yep. He's ho he's hosting uh, <laughs> Nick Choice Awards. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. Do you know who Jimmy Kimmel is? Yes. yes. You know who Jimmy Kimmel is? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen, do you, to your knowledge, to the best of your knowledge, have you seen any of the Best Picture nominees? I feel like nothing I've seen would be nominated. <laughs> you might have. I mean, uh, I don't know what, what, what do you they think, are. What do you think you've seen that could have been nominated for a Best Picture award? Uh, Captain Fantastic was pretty good. It was nominated for some things, but not Best Picture. Have oh. either of you seen La La Land? La La Land. La La Land. would try to win everything again. Mm -hmm. review of that yesterday. But you haven't seen it? No. Have you seen Arrival? Nope. Nope. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, well, do you want to? If you want to give me your names, first names fine. Fake names also are okay. Is that Roberto? Roberto. Yeah. And what? Jonathan. Jonathan. Do you? Nicholas. Who? Nicholas. Okay, Roberto, Jonathan, and Nicholas. First of all, did you know the Oscars are Sunday? Yes. You did. To the best of your knowledge, have you seen any of them without knowing? So you have seen some yes. of them. What was? La La what Land. are the ones you've seen? La La Land. Uh, Moonlight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the other ones. Yeah, those are those yeah. are the two. That those I are the know. important ones. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? See Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have not seen any. You of haven't. Them. Have you seen uh, Lion? Yeah. Uh, my in-laws saw it and they recommended it, but Your I have yet to see it or know what it's about. I feel like Lion is a movie that everyone's in-laws have seen and recommended. <laughs> um, are you going to watch the Oscars? No. 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 Are I you wasn't going? planning on it. You were planning on it? I guess you never know. Had I, had I judged a book by its cover there, I would have assumed that they would have told me to fuck off. Maybe actually use those words. <laughs> fuck off. I don't know. I feel um, like when you got the mic in your hand. Yeah, you're right. You, you got the power. The mic and a, and a very professional seeming producer. <laughs>
<laughs> Emphasis on Emphasis. seeming. Seeming. Yes. <laughs> seeming. Uh, let's find some. I'm sorry. Do you have any? Do you have any interest in talking to us about oh, movies? Oh, the the win is going to be La La Land the without win. any. <laughs> I'll tell you, as a young boy, I grew up in the days of the musicals, or at least uh-huh. the end of the musicals. Yeah. So it warmed the cockles of my heart <laughs> when I went to see La La Land. Not only is it a wonderful story; it's bittersweet, as you know. Mm-hmm. But it brought back such memories. Are you going to watch the Oscars on Sunday to see La La Land uh, win? They're too long, and too long. Uh, I, uh, frankly speaking, they're too long. I mm-hmm. have an idea who will win and mm-hmm. what movies will come out. But surprisingly, 2016 had some very good movies. Yeah. But you think you think La La Land is going to uh, to take oh, the, big, the big ones? I, you know, if they pass over it, I'll be very disappointed, mm-hmm. only because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to You're us. Uh, and I, I didn't catch your name. Uh, my name is, is William. William, nice to meet yes. you. I'm Bobby. I, Bobby and? Levi. Levi. I want to say this to you. If you should ever get discouraged, mm-hmm. think about what I'm going to say. Get up in the morning. Most of us run to the bathroom. (laughs) Now look in the mirror. You might say, my career's not working, the relationship's not working, I feel blah. Nothing seems to be good on the horizon. Mm. Take two steps back. Look in that mirror, look into your eyes and say, wait a minute, I have four things going for me right now. I'm young, I'm intelligent, I have an image, you might say presence, and I'm healthy. And when you're young and intelligent and you have a presence and you're healthy, you can do anything. You're recording? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought that went pretty well. What about you, Levi? I think it went, I think it went very well. I think it went really re- re- very well. Uh, William was a, was a nice way to end this, even though for a while I... Sort of assumed because he loved La La Land so much. Initially, I assumed uh, he was going to become my nemesis because I really <laughs> despised that movie. But you know what? I have to give William credit because he made me uh, rethink La La Land. Yeah, I kind of, I, I almost feel like a believer. He sold me on it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Because for a long time I thought, oh, how could how could this dumb movie re- remind people of, you know, Debbie Reynolds and Gene Kelly, but you know he was—he lived it. Yeah, he brought it brought him a lot of joy. Yeah, and, and I if, guess yeah. If if it convinced him, it, I don't know why it can't convince me too. Yeah. Um, I think William did the impossible, and everyone else—no one else really surprised me though. I'm not surprised no one's seen in like Lion, but um, I think it went well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are you excited for the next time we do this? I wouldn't say excited, but I'm less—I'm less nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's good. Cool. So we have a very special guest on the podcast. We have an acclaimed astrologer. She comes highly recommended by like all of the greats. Name a current astrologer. She will recommend this woman. We have Rebecca Gordon of My Path Astrology, who is going to look to the stars to tell us about these stars. About the stars. Hi, Rebecca. Hello, Madeline. How are you today? I am so well. I'm so excited for the Oscars. <laughs> I'm excited to start this conversation with you both of yeah, what totally. is going oh, on with these people. Um, but you know what? I have <laughs> um, to say, um, 
sorry, I've been I've been also looking at some some other things in the sky because as an astrologer, you don't just look at individual charts; you look at world trends. So I tend to I like to see sort of the bigger picture of what's happening in the world mm-hmm. this year and trends in music and media and things like that as well. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you sort of if astrology could sort of predict trends in art or, you know, right now we're talking about film, so maybe more specifically in that area of interest. Absolutely. It's funny you said film specifically, because there is a planet uh, that rules the film industry, and that's the planet Neptune. So whenever I look for trends that are either in music or film and art, I look to the planet Neptune, and I want to see where Neptune is. There are actually two planets that rule trends. Those are Neptune and Jupiter. And Jupiter tells me what's really sexy at the moment, like what people are interested in right now. And um, Jupiter trend lasts one year. Jupiter changes sign every year. So it's in Libra right now. So things that are more Libra or on trend, we'll talk about that. And Neptune changes sign every 14 years. So it's a bit of a long hauler. And um, Neptune is in the sign of Pisces right now. So... What I do every year is I look at the combo of Neptune and Jupiter to get a pulse on the trend. Shall we? Yeah. Yes. I want to hear I want to yeah. hear what those trends I'm dying are. Dying to know. Yes. <laughs> okay. Great. So, um, when I the first thing I see is Neptune is in Pisces, so the mm-hmm. sign of Pisces is very important for this year and for this entire 14-year period that we're in. <clears throat> Actually, up until 2025. So the trends we're seeing in okay. music and in movies are going to be things that actually touch on the imaginal world more often, the unseen world, what we don't see. Also, especially trends that have to do with the ocean, the sea, the night. This is all ruled by Neptune and things like moonlight, Manchester by the sea. You know, I mean, this is all very Neptunian. And Jupiter is the planet of, um, of abundance and what we tend to expand on and focus on at the time. And Jupiter is in the sign of Libra, which rules the arts and music and love. Uh, so when a planet like Jupiter is in Libra, we also tend to see a trend that is a bit more lyrical, sing-songy, romantic. And I just look at the names of movies that became popular. Movies like La La Land, movies like Sing, right. Sing yeah. Street. I mean, you can't make this up, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> so when I try to look at what's going to be popular, you didn't really, it's as simple as looking at two planets and where they're placed. That okay. is just so uh, otherworldly, I'll and say. The, <laughs> and the front runners are two, are two very Neptune-y. You've got Moonlight yeah. and La La Land. Yeah. And then <laughs> you have Arrival, which pack, is about yeah. aliens, yeah. and that's otherworldly stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, Arrival so was crazy. so Neptune and Pisces. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that movie, actually. Yeah, it it's was great. great. Yeah. So the Oscars are next Sunday on February 26th. Um, is there anything particularly special about that date? Is it lucky? Is it unlucky? Is there is there something in that day's chart that is in any way influential? Uh, yes. Um, first of all, <laughs> absolutely yes. I don't know if you know this, but that's actually one of the most important days of the year. February 26th is a solar eclipse. Well, so, I mean, to me, I, I love the Oscars, so it's very important to me. <laughs> right. Um, but. For that as well, of course. But as an astrologer, um, this is one of the most prolific days of the year. And because the Oscars fall on the solar eclipse, this tells me that 
whatever happens at the Oscars will have a, an extremely profound effect on everybody's life. More so than usual, much more so than usual. The decisions made that day. Now, also, I'm going to mention that the solar eclipse is in the sign of Pisces. Remember, Pisces, Neptune, that rules the film industry and music. Mm -hmm. So, I also have a feeling that very astute, great choices will be made on this day too, and really in support of the the true artistry. Whenever there's uh, sun and moon both in Pisces. There, there is sort of that otherworldly, just extremely um, beautiful, glamorous quality about everything. That's that's going to be a bit, um, that's a bit mysterious that's too. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm using this as as just justification for my like hopes that moonlight will sweep. That moonlight <laughs> yeah. will be the upset. Like to me, the most magical possible outcome is that moonlight right. surprises and wins Best Picture over La La Land. But who knows? That's very interesting. I have a I have a side question. Um, in my own self-interest. <laughs> so let's say a moderately talented podcast host was um, turning 30 on February 21st. This, <laughs> would you feel like maybe some of that eclipse shine might like rub off on her? Madeline. Again, I'm speaking generally. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, first of all. Happy early birthday. Thank you um, so much. Yes, absolutely. So if any of the listeners yes. out there right now are born within five days of February 26th, like our host Madeline is, expect... <laughs> oh, I just make the cutoff. <laughs> expect extremely profound changes in your life this year. And I'm going to say all of you have probably had a very topsy-turvy last two years in the realm of partnerships. Is that is that true for you? Has it been really up and down and now things are finally sort of stabilizing? Yes. <laughs> I have to put it out there. Uh, yeah, I think that that is very true. So the eclipses have been in your sign, Pisces and Virgo, the opposite sign for the last two years. And the final eclipse of this eclipse family is happening on February 26th. And for you, it's a very life-affirming, positive eclipse. Just shine your light, move forward. Um, partnerships are evening out. Eclipses are moving out of that area. So it's it's very strong, right. and I think for all members oh of the God. Pisces family, they they can expect a really strong spring, especially on the um, on our next episode. I'm going to propose to one listener <laughs> 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 because my time has finally come. <laughs> Do you want to move on to your um, like the charts of the acting front runners? I know you had some prepared, and I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, me too. That's a great idea. Let's go ahead and do it. Why not? <laughs> sure. Um, who um, shall we talk about first? Well, let's talk about like two of the front runners in the best actress category. Uh, let's talk about Emma Stone and Natalie Portman. And Natalie. Mm, okay. So I have their charts right here. Now I have to say neither of them had an exact birth time. So what I did was called a solar chart, which is fine. Let's talk about Emma first. I think she's fascinating. Um, so Emma's a Scorpio, and she's an extremely private person. Also, she has her son conjunct Pluto, which makes her even more private, which is, I think she's one of the most private celebrities right now. Is that true? Um, yeah, I think we, like, we know a little bit about we her. We know a little bit. You know, like, we know when she's, like, dating Andrew Garfield, but it's not I very think showy. I think she's charming enough to make you forget that she's private. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we like it. And, I mean, she, you know, I, I like the very realness about her. I like the Scorpio quality that she doesn't buy into all of the pretty Instagram hype and everything. You know, it's like she doesn't drink the Kool-Aid. I, I think I think she's, she's a really cool girl. So... 
Emma's having a big year because it is her Saturn return. And if any of you know what that means, every 29 years, Saturn comes back to the same place it was when you were born. It's a pretty heavy year for her. She's going to make some big life decisions that are going to change the next 29 years of her life. Though it is a definitively good year for her. She has her progressed Venus conjunct the sun, a lot of rewards coming throughout the summer. And I see her getting into more creative projects. Like I think we can expect very different things from her creativity throughout the year because she's a Scorpio. We see Jupiter planet of luck going into her sun sign in October. And that will probably be one of her best career years from October, 2017 to October, 2018. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, this is not a bad year either as she has Jupiter going over her moon, which is in Libra. I actually feel like the second half of this year is going to be best for her. That's when I see the eclipse happening in her career sector. See a major boost for her in August. And that's going to start then and continue on pretty far. But right now, I don't know if, I mean, maybe, you know, she's so private. I don't think we're going to know about this. But I see total romance and love for her happening now more than anything else. Yeah, I think she's actually falling in love right now. And in the next few months, that's the really beautiful area of her chart. She's got a very good chart. And I have to say all of these nominees... You know, I mean, of course, they're they're nominees for the Oscars. Of course, they're they have positive transits in their charts right now. But August is a huge break. I think we can expect to see for her. I was just trying to see what what movies she kind of had in the pipeline for later this year, and I forgot she's going to star as Billie Jean King in the Billie Jean King biopic. Oh wow! Which is comes out at like at the end of the year, and that's, that's very kind of, kind of atypical casting for yeah. her. Whoa. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I think she'll do very well with that. She has a great chart. I mean, August and going to September, October, those months, there's this beautiful eclipse at 29 degrees Leo at the very top of her chart. And that's sort of like a big blast off in a new direction in her career. I love it. Go Emma. All okay. right. Go Emma. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of her. She's That one's finally going to catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so... Who is next, Natalie? Natalie? Yeah, Natalie Portman. Pregnant. She's incredibly much ruled by the planet Mercury. She has her sun in Gemini and her moon in Virgo. So these are both signs that are ruling the mind, mental agility. You know, she went to Harvard. She has many degrees. She loves to learn. Education and sharing information is probably one of the most important things to her. And yes, she has a baby on the way. Another. So... Looking at her chart, the themes this year for her are going to be, I think actually she's going to be learning more things. She's going to be taking up probably during her pregnancy. She'll be studying for another course um, and, and a lot of travel as well. The planet of luck, Jupiter, will be conjunct to Natalie's Pluto this year, which is a very good sign for sort of luck and abundance in her life. And I think this will be a great aspect alongside having a new child as well. And Jupiter will be trying her sun, which is also just sort of good graces throughout the year. Um, Jupiter trying her Venus. The planet of luck is just sending wonderful light to all of her little planets throughout the year. Though I have to say, it didn't look like as big of a career year as some of the other nominees. And that's probably because she has a child on the way. And that's where a lot of the yeah, focus will sense. be. 
but I just didn't see as much um, attention in the career sectors of her chart. I mean, it looked like a good year, but just not as much focus on career. Do pregnant women are... Careful, does their Bobby. Pre- no, does their pregnancy, like, I know that you your sign is based on when you're born, so I don't know if that complicates things, but does the fact that they are pregnant influence their own sign or, like, does the potential signs of, like, the baby they're carrying in- influence their as- astrological signs at all? Well, you know, astrology is a bit genetic, too. I often see, like, with the mother sometimes has a sun sign and the child will have a rising sign of that. So sometimes these signs are genetic, like they get passed down. And also there's, you know, of course, best times and worst times to get pregnant for women. And I, I focus on that, too. I work with a lot of women on fertility also, which is a side note. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, what sign her child is. Um, I know, actually, some people choose to get pregnant at specific times, so they have children that are incompatible signs. Really? Yeah, that happens. <laughs> wow. Um, that is so particular. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, that's about it. I mean, overall, I feel like Emma's year is actually a bit a bit more dynamic in many ways, um, which, which does make sense also. I feel like Emma's falling in love, mm-hmm. her creativity's on fire, and an amazing project's coming to her in the fall. So late summer, fall, which um, you just mentioned as well. Let's move on to uh, the best actors. Let's talk about Casey Affleck. So let's talk about his son in Leo and his Aquarius rising. This is an interesting chart. Because both of his son... For an interesting man. Yeah. <laughs> um, both of his son and rising are in the signs that are going to get eclipsed heavily over the two years and in the relationship sectors. That means for the next two years in his life, partnership will be the main theme. And I could see him married to somebody in the next two years. I could see things moving very swiftly, very quickly in regards to his relationship life. That's sort of like where a lot of the attention's at right now. He does seem like very impulsive in that way. Totally. Yeah. And he has um, the sun in Leo, which is total romantic, and Mercury and Venus all um, in the area of partnership, in his house of partnership. So he's a relationship kind of guy. He really enjoys being in partnership. It's, it's a very layered kind of chart. He has a moon in Scorpio, so, which is a bit darker and deeper, and his son is in Leo, which is very bright. So he has a high contrasty kind of chart. When I look at what's going on with him in the next year, relationship is the first thing that pops out. And I think he's um, he's with Floriana Lima right now, and I could see that going very well and, mm-hmm. and moving extremely swiftly. And if it's not her, it would be with somebody else moving very swiftly. Uranus, the planet of sudden changes, and sort of excitement, the future will be on his Jupiter. So I see very in, in his house of money, which shows me that he might be making some new sudden quick investments. He's very like his finances are going to change probably very impulsively um, in new ways for the better. So I think he's kind of getting into new ventures. There's a, just a lot of financial activity going on in his chart. Career for him will be hard work this year. Hard work. Saturn is at the top of his chart, and whatever roles he's in, whatever's going on, he will have to work hard for it. And Mm -hmm. I think he might be getting his hands into new things that maybe he doesn't realize how much work is actually entailed in everything he's begun. 
Um, if he does put in all of the hard work, it will pay off, but it will be quite demanding as well. I can't play that down. <laughs> no, <Busy> good. <laughs> he should have to work for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, one more thing I just wanted to mention. Over the last year in 2016, Neptune, the planet that can sometimes be a bit confusing and elusive, was opposed to Venus, planet of love. So relationships might have been a bit confusing and dissolving in 2016. And I think that's when he was also going through his divorce. But that's Remember all ending. Phoenix's sister. Yeah. <laughs> right, Summer Phoenix. Um, so that's all ending now. And uh, things are becoming much clearer and in, in regards to relationship. All right. How about we move on to, like, everyone's favorite celebrity dreamboat, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> so Ryan's chart is very watery. He has a Pisces rising and a Scorpio sun. Of course, he's everybody's dreamboat, right? Um, so, and we just talked about how Casey had three planets in the house of partnership. Well, guess how many Ryan has? Ryan has five. 100. Oh, five. five. <laughs> <laughs> So five out of nine, that's quite a Damn. lot if you think about the solar system, right? That's so, crazy. And I actually feel like he has one of the best years coming up. Ryan's chart is superb this year for quite a few reasons. I mean, I said Casey's is mostly the partnership focus, but Ryan here, we have overall this greatness of upper, up, overall opportunity. He is a Scorpio. And, you know, just like Emma, the, the sky is really treating Scorpios so nicely for a change, and especially after October when Jupiter moves into Scorpio. So October to 2017 to October 2018 will be his amazing year. Ryan Gosling has Venus, the planet of love, in Libra, the sign of love. He's in love with love. And it's <laughs> that in makes the house. Sense. Yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> and it's all in the house of partnership too. So not only is he in love with love, but um, and, and partnership, and his Venus is conjunct Saturn. He wants stability in love. And his Venus is conjunct Pluto. He wants intensity in love. He wants it all. So that's all very important to him. And he's been really blessed to have Jupiter going over all of his Libra planets. I think things are going well in love, relationship, and life. He's feeling a lot of support. Jupiter, this planet of luck, is um, on his Pluto. I think he has a very good chance of winning. And then throughout the year, Jupiter, our planet of luck, is just gracing over all of his little planets, over Venus in April and July, which gives him luck with uh, money and love and great opportunities coming to him. Jupiter goes over Mercury in October, which is um, probably really good roles and speaking and a lot of attention in his voice. And finally... In January 2018, Jupiter hits the sun, and he'll have the good graces of Jupiter throughout 2018 in his own. So he's just like the luckiest, <laughs> the luckiest man alive. I, I, I think he's the like he has all he has all of the luck. He has yeah. all of it. Yeah. Spread it around, Ryan. <laughs> just... Absolutely. I mean, I don't even know if he would be somebody that would ever uh, at this point. He wouldn't probably wouldn't even ask for an astrology reading because things are going so well. Usually, people right. like who have years like this don't show up in my office because there's <laughs> yeah, not like, much to ask about. He's sort of coasting, and I think the biggest risk that somebody like him has right now 
is, you know, that hammock in the margarita syndrome is becoming too complacent or taking things too easy. Because when things Mm -hmm. keep coming to you, sometimes we all know we can get a little lazy. So I think that's the only thing he has to watch out for is taking things for granted and getting too lazy. But I do have to say, he also has Saturn, which is the planet of constriction on his um, Mars and Neptune, which is interesting. And I like that because it gives it dimension. And this shows him that he's committing to something too. His Mars is his masculinity. It's tied up with Neptune, a very sort of lyrical musical planet. I think music is very important to him. (laughs) He Um, loves to sing and whistle. Yes, he does. <laughs> so that's um, that's a big part of him. He he loves music, and um, I think he could be committing to something a bit more serious involving um, his musical and creative talents as well this year. I guess we we just did two pairs of people, sort of Natalie versus Emma, Ryan versus Casey. We have two actors left, and the they're supporting sort of category. the supporting categories. They're sort of. I would say universally believed to be locks for their respective categories. We've got Viola Davis and Mahershala Ali for Fences and Moonlight. But still, how are, we know their years are going well, but how are their charts? Because they're they're the the, the front runners for their categories by like wide margins, as they should be. Mm-hmm. I love them. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> so Mahershala, um, the first thing this man is born with Jupiter conjunct the Sun, so basically luckiest day of the year. Now, I really like his chart because he has this, what's called a grand trine in his chart, a beautiful triangle um, between the signs Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra. His sun and Jupiter and Aquarius, Mm -hmm. trine Saturn, planet of stability, trine Uranus, planet of innovation and connection to the masses. So I feel that this man, not only is he a wonderful actor, but he has a voice that can connect to many people across the globe, and he has the ability to also help us move the needle on some social issues, particularly stigmatization of Islam. I think his chart shows incredible potential for this, for his ability to connect to the masses in a grounded and innovative way. Yeah, and he made that beautiful speech at the SAG Awards where he talked a lot about Islamophobia, Mm -hmm. and it was, I mean, it was so touching and well received. My mother is an ordained minister. I'm a Muslim. She didn't do backflips when I called her to tell her I converted 17 years ago. But I tell you now, we put things to the side and I was able to, I'm able to see her. She's able to see me. We love each other. The love has grown and that stuff is minutia. It's not that important. He just wrote uh, a little, he dictated sort of an op-ed for The Hollywood Reporter that also goes into like how he like came to Islam and like his childhood and his his parents and why he was drawn to the religion and what it's done for him. And it was like very powerful. And he's also just like a, a treat to listen to, yeah, whatever really he's saying. Yeah, charismatic yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's going to sort of, um, in, in the way that Angelina had done before, I, I think he's going to go very far in his message and with his voice. He's got a beautiful chart. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that all said, what's going on with him? This, this is Bobby's dream boat. <laughs> <laughs> when we look at what's going on now for him, well, he's, he's in a relationship now. There's many eclipses that are going on in his relationship area. 
So I think he's actually wanting to probably draw some attention back to that. The other, the the thing that uh, struck me about him this year is Neptune, the planet that rules spirituality, the unseen world, the sea, all of this um, is on his Mercury, planet of communication. So this is a year, I think, where he's focusing more on his spirituality, his religion, and I also feel like he'll be able to inspire others in new ways. Um, so I'm excited to see where things go. As am I. Yeah, me too. So we're just excited to just watch him yeah. go wherever he needs to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, so last but certainly not least. No, never Some least. might say last but best. Last but always the best. Always the best. We've got Viola Davis. Um, what's in her chart this year? Oh, I love her. Yes. Okay, so... Viola, um, she is another Leo. Do you see the trend? There's a lot of Leos and Scorpios up for nominees this year, right? So if there's any Leos or Scorpios <laughs> listening, some of these things might apply to you too. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like all of the Leos and Aquarians, eclipses are in your signs. So it's a big relationship year. Focus there. Now I do, in, in Viola's chart, um, I do see a few changes, unexpected changes happening in her life around April as the planet of change and sort of unexpected events is um, opposing her Mars in April. And that just shows me surprises, things coming in from left field. So it's like she might be working on something, everything's going well, and suddenly changes will happen and she'll need to acclimate. Um, I think she has a lot of support around her in her marriage and in her life with good friendships, so she should mm -hmm. be fine. But it's just showing a lot of change for her this year and very rapid change, too. She has Meryl Streep to, to lean on if yeah. she ever needs to. <laughs> Absolutely, right. So she also has the planet of change making a positive aspect to her Mercury. She'll have new platforms, too, new ways to speak and share her voice with the masses, similar um, to what Mahershala had. Which is interesting. I just hope Viola's listening because then she can just know April. Yeah. Like, please just <laughs> yeah. be careful, you know, pay attention. <laughs> April is going to be a little bit of a of a game changer for you. Yeah, it will be. Absolutely. Especially around April 12th, I would say plus or minus a few weeks around that time. And the best way to deal with a transit like this is to actually just be flexible, not hold on to what you've always done and what you already know. When you're dealing with the planet Uranus, it's like you have to bend. You have to make changes. And if she's probably listening, she'll know what I'm talking about when April comes she's up. She's definitely. <laughs> so. I can almost guarantee Viola Davis is listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, she has her sun and her moon sign both in the areas that are getting eclipsed. You know, her moon is in Aquarius. Her sun is in Leo. So if any listeners have Aquarius and Leo strong in their chart, these next two years will be an absolute game changer. I think she's got this one. Good. I'm glad. I, again, I just want her to win every award, yeah. even if the one, even the one she's not nominated yeah. for. She wins Best Picture. Why not? Yeah. Give it to her. <laughs> um, this is exciting, and it's it's all it was it was it was great to get details on their charts and to know that stars are just like stars, but also they're nothing like us because it sounds like everyone you talked about is the luckiest person on the planet. And I like I feel like all of well, my stars are misaligned. <laughs> like it's just Though they are all up for Oscars right now. So this is all one of their luckiest years. Of course they have such wonderful charts right now. You know, and, and all of us have have years like this. And this is why it helps to see an astrologer to know when your lucky times are. And so you can really sort of optimize 
of what comes to you out of them and you can make the right moves. Astrology can help a lot um, just by telling you when to jump, when to get on the wave, when to surf. You know, astrology is basically like, okay, there's a really good wave happening on February 26th. You've got to jump on it. Not a week to stay home and sit on the couch. And if you jump on at the right time, your success can be tripled. Well, this so. was just really, really great. And yeah, thank so you so much, much for coming to talk thank to you. us. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk to you after the Oscars. Sounds good. Thanks <laughs> for having me on Thanks the show. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Rebecca. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we can't wait to check back in after the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see who wins. Yeah, we'll have so many winners and dinners. Des- and designers <laughs> and fashions to oh, talk God, about. Oh, God, it's just going to be raining opulence mm. for everyone but us. Yeah, we're going to have Juliana Rancic in the studio. Just kidding, but <laughs> imagine that. Imagine. <laughs> Beautiful bug lady. Beautiful bug lady. Oh, no, we're just kidding. We're going to get Brad Goreski. <laughs> Um, But thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp with editorial oversight by Kate Dries. Mandana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Brad Fisher. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. And if you like us, rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, maybe subscribe. Maybe subscribe. Definitely subscribe. And even if you hate us, rate us on iTunes because we deserve to be scolded. Rate us all the stars. That's uh, if if you hate us, you'd want to check all the stars. That's how it's it's clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we love to hear from you guys. See you next week. Bye.